Hello everyone, Stephen here. Just before the official podcast starts, just to let people know that what I'm about to talk about is going to be a bit honest and forthright, so I guess like they say in the TV shows for difficult things, viewer discretion is advised. Hope you enjoy it. Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hesse. And as the title says, this is going to be some sort of an update as to why I haven't put a show in a few months on Geek Apocalypse that we did on Sunday. Um, so that's going to be a two-parter because when me and Ricky get together, it becomes, as I'm sure I've even listened to this podcast before, a little bit of a, a, a long um, conversational tangent um of many tangents flowing around like a very nice adorable river and uh yeah so it makes a great deal of sense to explain even if i do listen to podcasts that are quite open and i'm quite an open-minded person it's not really every day that i want to sit and uh, pour my heart out about things that have been affecting me but any episodes that i have seen and i guess i'm inspired by you know nerdist and maybe a bit of craig ferguson or something is i hope that the honesty leads to obviously a, a, a bit of understanding and maybe a little bit of empathy and also that if you're going through a similar situation that i've been in um then it'll make a great deal of sense um so first things first as i i'll do the the easy bit first in explaining about how geek apocalypses run um, it's been running for about four and a bit years, four and a half years, and um, it is m- mainly run by me. Um, I do get a little bit of help um, in terms of the website is helped by a guy called Graham, who's a friend of mine. Um, but in terms of, uh, when I say help, I mean he updates it with something I'm not able to essentially, which is what I'm using now to record this with. Um, it... It still obviously was a big decision, um, and I was self-employed anyway, so I used that ability to do that to make this essentially a self-employed business. Um, it doesn't mean that I haven't uh, employed people in the past. I've had people who have been freelancing here, uh, so whenever I get the, any spare money to help me with this, is that's predominantly where it goes into. And essentially, so uh, whenever I'm incapacitated or unable to do this, it very much gets left behind because I don't have the ability to pay somebody to do it. Um, and like I say, I'm the only one that really knows how it's run from top to bottom. It's one of the benefits and curses of running a small business, essentially. So that explains the situation as to why, you know, it's very similar to Mentally Sound, which I've t- talked about. If I'm ever unable to do anything, then uh, Geek kind of suffers and podcasts don't get put uploaded, which is one of the reasons why I've decided to go, uh, I mentioned this in a couple of podcasts ago, that I'm going to go to two episodes a month so I can keep up with everything else that I'm doing. Um, because, it, you know, doing four on your own as well as booking the guests and whatnot, um, 
is a real grind, uh, and it's not. I'm not, um, you know, criticizing this or anything because, uh, in, in, because it, you know, I, I put no one put me in this position. You know, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I'd love to do it as a career, which is one of the reasons I keep doing it. Um, but you know, uh, I'm just saying in terms of my, you know, workload and grind, it it is really, really difficult to maintain that level on your own. Um, when you're the main person, you know, editing, producing, and all that kind of thing, which is why. I really, really do give a huge amount of credit to any, in particular, YouTubers who, um, who do all their, you know, channel on their own because, uh, at some point during this, I tried to do a channel, a YouTube channel at the same time as doing this and, God, the amount of effort that you have to put in, especially if you're not, a, and, you know, you've not went to, like, university and learned to be an editor, that's really quite, um, uh, I commend them for having that level of ability to do was on. Um, I was really not doing very well in terms of health. Um, and you may be able to hear it in my voice now that I've got a bit of a sore throat and I've got a cold. Because it seems to be not like 100% left me, but um, I'm sort of persevering basically. Um, is I got a fever uh, about three or so months ago. And I'll tell the real reason on this podcast because it's funny. Is I uh, ended up going on a date with this girl. <laughs> every every bad story where it leads to where it leads to a bad situation. So as I went out with a girl, stuff happened. Uh, so uh, the situation was that um, I went on a date with this girl who I'd been talking to for a while online, and um, you know seemed to like her. Everything seemed to be going well, and I thought, oh, I've got a chance of this going somewhere. So at the end of the night, I kissed her. Which made a great deal of sense. And then we were sort of figuring out whether we we're going to see each other for a second date. Um, and then a couple of days later, and this was before we actually, I did a mentally sound because on one of the mentally sounds I just recorded, I think it was maybe the one that didn't get recorded, which is a whole nother story. Um, but around May, June-ish time, it's particularly in June that I did say that I wasn't very well. So maybe Elon, as I'm sure I need, if I'm, as I'm describing this, I'm sure people listening will understand. Yeah, not really have fun. Um, so, but as I just pointed out with Geek, I have the same problem with Mentally Sound in that I have to go and do the radio show because if I don't do the radio show, I'm the only one that hosts and knows how to use the board and knows how to edit things and, and keep the show together and I write the script for it. So I kind of forced myself to go when really I had every right to not turn up. That would have made a great deal of sense. If you can hear a shake in the background, that's my dog uh, shaking as he is because he does that all the time. Um, so and he could hear his necklace, basically his necklace making the noise. So um, so yeah, so um, I went, I went, and if you listen to that mentally sound, you'll hear that I sort of struggle for energy, and I actually mentioned the introduction that I'm struggling to to deal with how I'm feeling. Um, and so uh, after that, I then managed to get home. I then fed my dog, and then I slept. Obviously got up to look after my dog, but for the most part, I slept for about 36 hours. So pretty much the rest of the weekend. Um, and I felt awful, obviously. Um, and then, so I was, I, I didn't really do much for the next five, six days. And then started to feel better. And then that went, the following Wednesday was when I did the recording with Pablo Anedu, who's on this podcast, who does the, um, the platonic friendship. Uh, um, and it, but the reason I'm bringing up that the, this this uh, girl had a kid is because it mainly comes from uh, people who have str- uh, people for, people who get, who get strep throat or children. 
and it's it can get passed on. It apparently the the passing rate of just being in the same area as the person with it is about twenty five percent. So it makes sense, being that she had a daughter, is that the daughter got strep throat because she then said to me a couple of texts later, "Oh my, uh, my daughter's not." So basically, our daughter passed it on to her. It was dormant in her. She we kissed each other. It was dormant in me because it takes some time to develop in in your system. Um, so I ended up getting strep throat, which which is awful and is a bedridden type of condition, and that you just. You you you've got no energy. Your 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 tongue swells. Your glands swell inside your mouth. You can't breathe really well. You have to drink everything through a straw. You can't eat properly. You've got to drink loads of fluids through a straw when it hurts. And if you ever read on like the NHS site in particular in England, is that they said that um, it feels like you're sort of eating glass whenever you swallow. And the problem is, I had the fever version of strep throat, which was when any time, which was making me swallow, um, because of the fever. So I was swallowing every sort of 45 seconds and just, it felt like I was eating glass, which is, it's such a great description. That's exactly how it feels. Um, um, so it was utter, utter hell to the point of the following Saturday, I was in so much pain and in so much agony that I actually asked my mom to come over, who's 72 and a bit frail. But she's the closest that lives near me. The ages, and it was all like, "Do not, do not enter," kind of thing. And putting the door, putting the, putting my food under the door, or like opening the door quickly, giving me the food and running away, like that kind of thing. So it, it was not a great experience for me or my mom, actually. Come to think of it, um, but we got through it um, because the way that it gets treated now was really, really different. It used to be antibiotics, which has mean that you, within forty-eight hours you stop feeling the symptoms of it, and you can go back to doing your regular life. Because you're no longer contagious to other people. Um, the downside is, uh, the downside is, and they did some research about this recently, is that it leads to it more, it more likely for you to develop strep throat within the same year because they started to get repeat people who were going in getting strep throat, like a, a recurrence of it within about a year of taking the antibiotics. So, that, so that's kind of the problem with antibiotics is it deals with the situation short term. But it stops your body in general for developing its own natural resistance to the disease. So whatever it is that it is. So they now prefer that you just, you know, get through it, even though it's the most painful thing ever. Um, and it takes longer without antibiotics to heal. It takes like up to three weeks to, to basically leave your system. And you're not allowed to leave your house or be around anybody. It recommends this before your symptoms are sort of gone. So it took about three whole weeks for me to feel better and to have no symptoms of it at all. But like I say, I don't recommend anyone getting it. It's the most appalling thing. The only pain, consistent pain I've ever experienced is when I fractured a couple of ribs when I got hit by a, a, a mountain bike. Uh, when I was, uh, quick story, was I was leaving as a youth worker a school uh, not far from where I live. Uh, after doing a session, an after school session, and um, was with a colleague, and we were about to cross the road. It was also a cycle lane. Uh, I don't know if this is like this in other places, but it, you can have a, a pedestrian path and a cycle lane, which is the same path. So as I'm about to cross the road, and I'm talking to my colleague, I hear like these bra- like a, a, a screech of brakes from a bike, 
And I'm like, oh, God, there's someone going far too fast on a bike. And so he, I turned round and he just went round the corner because we're right near a corner. I'm about to cross the road on the other, to the other side of the road. And he was coming behind us from, like, another uh, road going somewhere else. So he's turning around to go past us. And he took the corner far too fast. And uh, as I turned round to see what the screech was, um, he was coming literally right at me. Starts to slow. And I think it's your brain sort of preparing that like, oh my god, this is gonna hurt and be a bit traumatic. So that's essentially what ha- is really what happens. It goes really slow in time. And while I'm doing that, it's the most strangest experience. As I'm being hit and going, oh god, that hurt. As I'm falling to the floor, I'm going, oh, he's got headphones on, see, and I could hear the music. I could hear like, uh, whatever he's listening to. I think it was like Coldplay or something. So imagine hearing Coldplay as you're like getting a bike straight into your ribs and you're like falling down. And not only what sucked, as I fell down, the bike fell on top of me, and then he fell on top of the bike. So he was fine, because he didn't take any of the impact. I got a bike and his weight on top of the bike, hitting me as I slammed to the floor, as well as being hit by the bike to begin with. So not a fun experience for me, which is why that's where my chipped tooth comes from. I have a chipped uh, front tooth that I do have a cap in, but it last, the cap lasted like a month, and then it fell out, fell out, so... And I just was like, ah, you know what, screw it. It's only a little tiny bit of my tooth, and I've got used to it now. So, um, so that's where that's where that comes in. Um, so yeah, I had two fractured ribs, and I was on a lot of medication, and I was told not to work for a month. So I had to just sit on my couch. But the difference with that is, it only have fractured ribs only ever really hurt if you move. Like it, it was painful, but it only really hurt if you moved. And so the solution was, they said, just stay on your couch. And my mom basically looked after me because I was still living at home. Uh, the difference between this is that you can't move, but it's agony often. Um, that was like the only position I found that actually made me not like sort of my glands and my mouth hurt. And uh, it was just miserable because you can't really sleep on it. And so like it was the longest like, you know, two and a half, three weeks I've possibly ever had. But bear in mind the week before that I had that fever um, that was making me, you know, you know have no energy and it was just sapping energy sapping so so yeah that was a good maybe four or five weeks of feeling you know like i couldn't do anything um and then um the the unfortunate situation which is why in this podcast title it'll be you know to uh to john and Anne is um i've unfortunately been in a situation that the hard thing to talk about is that i've lost two people that i care about greatly uh who sadly they both sadly passed away within one month of each other um they were both though uh i guess so you get sort of prepared for it to a certain extent is they were both um long-term illnesses um my auntie uh was ill for quite a long time and she just essentially gave up which was sad um but that that was the more recent one that happened a couple of weeks ago and our funeral is uh as of this recording a few days time <coughs> excuse me and uh yeah so that was obviously difficult and for my mom who i mentioned earlier who's a bit frail and you know um uh, has parkinson's and stuff you know she became the priority being that it was her sister um so obviously we're rallying around each other as a family and the family's looking after each other and it was good in the sense of that my family aren't the most organized and the most considerate but um you know it's good that like in a situation like that i felt that our family did get together and did you know do the right thing um and it was nice to feel that that you know that there were certain people in my family more so than me that you know to do something about it so 
uh, and to you know feel supported and to go through this obviously very difficult time. Um, you know, but she was 80 years old and she had a good innings and, uh, you know, she just found it difficult to have a reason to carry on, essentially, which I guess we all have to deal with at some point. Not to be a downer, but that's just a fact. Um, and so, and my friend John, who I'd known for a good five, six years, seven years maybe, um, who's my board, who got me sort of into board games and got me to have a group of people to play with every week. And, uh, the, the, the real, sad thing about him was a two about two and a half years ago and obviously i don't know whether i brought this up at the time uh, maybe to look back at the podcast around that time but my friend john got diagnosed with terminal cancer um so i knew this was coming um and you try and be sort of positive about it and you just sort of treat them i guess my best advice to anyone in that situation is just treat them like you normally would but obviously do the stuff to help them through such a difficult thing but at the same time uh, you know, don't make it, don't make them feel sort of alien, uh, and sort of, in John's case, we just, we still played games and we still went out to his house and, you know, he was always so hospitable and I have nothing but, you know, it's the same man, I have nothing but nice things to say and nice memories. And even though you see them towards the end, and I hope I'm the same when it's my time, is that you just, you, the people think of the, of the really good memories. Uh, you don't really think about the end, you think about the sort of journey, and I know that sounds very cliched and very like, you know, like I, I'm doing some sort of damn romantic comedy, but um, but no, seriously, in that, that it really does remind you that like, you know, whatever you may achieve or whatever it may be, the journey of like sort of getting there or just experiencing life is kind of the best part about it, and it sort of makes me reflect and realising that like, enjoying the process and enjoying every day and not sort of focusing on reaching a certain point is kind of a very useful thing um so i guess that sort of reminds you that like you know to use your time wisely um so that that's kind of how i felt after these situations but but um but yeah john in particular was really really sick and the sad thing about him was that he was in his he was out with his 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 wife and everything was going all well, and then within about two weeks, and sort of ten days after I'd saw him, um, he just no his health nosedived, and ten days later he died. Um, and I guess the thing that was really difficult for me and my other mutual friend Norman was we were actually visiting him in hospital when it ha- when he died. Um, so obviously having that image and being sort of ten meters away from him when it happened is uh is uh, not very um. It is it's a really difficult image to deal with um you do have an element of though and i hope this helps anyone who goes through it and i'm sorry if like you know if people don't want to listen to this is totally fine because i guess i've just told my update so um but i hope this helps people who have ever been in that situation been in the situation of losing somebody is that especially if they're suffering which my my auntie and uh my friend john was certainly were is that you feel relieved to a certain extent and i know that leads to an element of guilt but it's not the relief of that you don't have to deal with it anymore that's not what i mean at all because you obviously want them to be in your life but if they reach a point where their where their quality of life is that they're not able to speak and they spend all their time on you know medication and in and out of consciousness and all that kind of thing it isn't worth um putting them through that anymore if that makes any sense this is just my opinion there might be some people listening to this who completely disagree but i'm a firm believer in quality of life and uh and 
so you know as difficult as it was um the fact that I had people to deal with it, which is what I just mentioned earlier with my auntie, it was the same with John as that I got the opportunity to talk to my friend Norman and I, he took me home and just, we all felt the same way. It was like, cause he was, you know, when, when someone you know suffers, you just don't want them to go through it anymore. Um, and you know, it's not, it's, it, I think it's a more selfish position to be in to want them to stick around and to, you know, suck every a, a, a essence of life out of them. Uh, just because, you know, you're, you're finding it too difficult to deal with. It's like the, the, you should do what's best for them. Um, and I mean, they both died naturally. I'm not saying we did any, I'm not saying we assisted them or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm just saying it's a relief that like it happened when it did because, you know, uh, in John's case in particular, he just, his health just completely nosedived to the point of he was unable to do anything. You know, so once it gets to that point, it's like, you know, it's just not, uh, this is not worth carrying on, uh, and prolonging the agony, basically. Um, so that obviously that, the, the worst part about it was the image of how he was when he, when, uh, when he died. Like that was hard for me. Um, and because we were focusing quite understandably on his wife, um, uh, never really, and, and it was such a, uh, and I, and I was going out with the, I was just starting a new relationship, which completely didn't work out. Because, I, I imagine just starting a new relationship, and then, you know, the person who you're with has this problem. You know, that didn't help, but I mean, it was, it was a, it, she was not a nice person, so, and that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, uh, really, Stephen picks someone to go out with who wasn't worth his time. Uh, that never happens. Um, but yeah, so, um, so that, 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 so I just had a multitude of emotional issues to deal with and it took a while for me to have the, the time to actually, you know, sort of absorb what it, what it went through. And then obviously we had his, we had John's funeral. Um, um, and between my auntie dying and my friend John, um, my laptop broke, and um, that's the other bit of update that I need to reveal as to why it took so long, is because, um, so the la my laptop that is basically my, my database, my like, you know, my hub of, my cent central hub of everything that I ever do, um, decided to stop, um, uh, Charging the 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 battery stop the battery and the the mate the power supply stopped working, so it died while I was um while I was talking to a friend of mine online, and I it was such a it's such a annoying uh, repair situation and this happened like five weeks ago, so if you start adding up what I just mentioned, it makes sense as to why I've had a three month period where I've not been able to do anything because my own mental health has obviously suffered because I have bipolar disorder. Um, obviously for people who regularly listening to this will know, know that. Um, which is an emotional disorder. So anything emotional that happens in my life is really difficult to deal with. The situation was the, the power supply, uh, on the, the right of the laptop, which anyone listening to this who's got a laptop, I think virtually every power supply is in the same place. But the problem with my computer, which is really dumb, is the, 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 like the sort of, the handle bits, you know, where the, where the LED screen you you um, pull up and down like the the the, the sort of bar that holds it in, onto the main where the keyboard stuff is like the main system like that wh where you uh, pull the uh, so in terms of how things screw me over even four years later or four and a bit years later 
um, I still get screwed by a decision that I've made, <laughs> and you just don't think this is going to happen, but it does, is my uh, laptop, and the reason I did this is obviously because of work, is I have a, a like £1,200 laptop, and it's still, even four and a half years later, every time I take it to a laptop place, they go, wow, your laptop's ridiculously... Um, you know, up to date and top of the range, you know, like, um, it has 32 gigabyte, um, memory, it has a terabyte hard drive, it's a, um, it's a, um, uh, uh, um, uh, what the, what am I trying to say? It's like the process, it's a processor that allows me to do dual monitors, I can't remember the name of that now, dual processor, that's what I'm, that's what I was racking my brain to try and think of. Um, you know, so, like, for example, when I was looking for spare parts online, like, the, the processor itself was worth, like, £600 to replace. Um, and it turns out, like I say, the main crux of the computer, which is why it was so frustrating, the main crux of the computer was completely fine. It was the power supply that wasn't working on the case and was damaged. So, my point is, I because I bought a £1,200 laptop, and it was state-of-the-art and up-to-date, it, it, there wasn't many built, you know, by Toshiba, who's the company that makes it. So, four and a half years later, it's been discontinued because it's, it, the only thing out of date about it is obviously its processor because processors, you know, change quite often. You know, it's like this is an i7 or something. I think it's on, they're on to, we're on to i10s now. But that's ultimately the diff- only difference because, um, you know, the me memory cards and me, me RAM memory and the, me, me, um, graphics card and everything else is, you know, you can, you can change that. Um, this computer can actually go up to 64, um, memory uh and considering the standard in england anyway is about eight <laughs> you get like still eight laptop um memory computers um which is why i was like sort of recommend someone take me to pc world and go you really only need to care about is the ram memory because that's how fast everything goes um you know you can you can replace storage and you can replace you know cards and everything um if the motherboard can't handle anything higher than what you get given then um, it's not it's not a valued investment, I think, because um, replacing memory is not as expensive as you think. But anyway, so uh, because it was discontinued, I wasn't able to get the casing, which I'm not joking, is the cheapest, probably the cheapest point part of any computer. Because as I say, it's just a bit of cheap nasty shit plastic. Like that's literally all it is and it holds everything together it's i'm literally talking about the sort of the, the casing the, the actual casing like around your keyboard you know that just basically gets screwed on or, or clicked on um so trying to find um that was next to impossible you know and, and so I, I took it to the repair shop and they looked at the they went to their suppliers couldn't find any they gave me a back and said try ebay and try that and see maybe if someone's like just selling the parts off couldn't find anything couldn't even find any laptop that's similar because not only is it a, a, an expensive laptop because you may be thinking why not just get a casing from another laptop it's a 17.4 inch screen so widescreen so it's it's a bigger laptop than anyone than a normal than a normal standard laptop is. So they theoretically could have took a casing from another laptop with a similar size, but we couldn't even find a laptop that's the same size, like i.e. length, because obviously the the main the main like the bit where the keyboard is, like the the main part of the computer, is the same size as the LED screen. Um, so that's essentially the problem. Is we couldn't find a casing that costs next to nothing to bit to make, and as I said, it's just a cheap knockoff bit of plastic. 
Um, couldn't find one that fit fit that fit at all. Um, so it was really badly damaged my casing. So it was either it, so I thought it made a great deal of sense to spend about a week or ten days or so trying to find somebody that could either make me a casing or be completely lucky and find one somewhere that I could buy and then get the guy at the repair shop to put up to put on and replace the the, the cracked one. But I tried. Even other companies in in Newcastle, there was a really really shit one that I'm going to name because they were this is just my opinion and they were complete dicks to me. Uh, there's a company called Newcastle Repairs um, that are just that I use that are, that have been around forever, and they were complete arseholes. Like not only did they not um, they not they didn't keep my appointment um, because they were supposed to have someone to come around and look at my computer. They then rang me about like ten minutes before the like the appointment window ended to say I'm not coming, but can you explain over the phone? So I then told the model of my laptop, and they said, "Why didn't you say this when we'd rang?" But now I'm going to reveal like when I first rang them, I was I, I had the model number ready, and was going to go right. It's this laptop. It needs a case and it needs a replacement socket, which I knew that I knew the replacement socket was sixty pound, regardless of where I took it, because I've had that replaced before. Um, so. Not a big deal, and um, so in terms of making it running, I could have just replaced the socket. But the problem is, is with the casing being damaged, there's a potential for the socket to get damaged again. So I don't want to keep spending sixty pound a week, basically trying to fix a problem where I need to fix it now. So if I got a replacement casing, we wouldn't have a problem at all. So the guy on the phone in this Newcastle repair shop was just complete. It was a complete arse to me, um, just really not nice. Um, and I tried to explain, like, why don't I just give the model number? And he goes, no, it's our policy to send an engineer over to check the thing, which I thought, fair enough. But then the guy on the phone who's the engineer said, no, that's not our policy. I don't know why he said that. So that was annoying. Um, so I then waited a couple of days after telling them, thinking, and he's like, okay, we'll, we'll look for you and we'll get back to you. Because they had, the reason I rang them, because it said on their website they had an, a, a partnership with Toshiba. So you never know, they might have had a spare part for this laptop or whatever, or found a solution through them. Or you, nev- you never know, and I was trying everything to fix this damn problem. So it ends up like a situation where um, they didn't ring me for a couple of days, and I'm going, well, I haven't, it's been a couple of weeks now since this has been, it, my laptop's been not aware and not being used, and it's just sitting here. Um, so I rang them the couple of days later, and, this, and he was like, oh, okay, can you explain, can you tell me what your model number of your laptop is? So I'll check what's up with your situation. And then he goes, oh, yeah, we're not doing anything about it. And so I'm like, you didn't think to ring me to say that you weren't helping us? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, try eBay. And then he hangs up on us. And I'm just like, wow, unbelievably good customer service that, you know, that, uh, you know, who, if it is a situation where you can't help, at least have the courtesy to go. We're sorry, we tried everything, but and, and ring you and say, "I'm sorry, we tried everything. We hope you, you know, we hope you find a solution." But unfortunately, we can't help you because I'm aware it's an unique situation. But there's no need to be dickish. So I would recommend anybody not use that company based on my experience. They were nothing but assholes. Um, and considering not only a person who worked for them, but uh, they're also as well, I should explain there, it, there were two different people that you know, dealt with my case, like, when I first rang, and then when I rang the back, so, so their customer service is appalling, so, they're not going to get my business ever, at all, so, uh, 
So that was frustrating. So I'm back. I was back to square one, and so I I couldn't find. I then tried. That was at the point where I tried Toshiba and actually found a number to ring their parts department in the UK, or maybe it was in Europe. I couldn't quite remember. Um, and they couldn't help because obviously the the, the chances of them just having random case, and because I managed to find that Toshiba did have a parts department. And I managed to find a website where they had a list of what they had, and they had like you know, you know, a spare, a spare adapter. Oh, shut up, Windows. And um, they had a spare um, adapter, um, and, and a spare, even like a, as I said, they they had a, the dual processor for this laptop, which was six hundred pound to replace, and you know, so so that they had a whole bunch of stuff. So I thought, you know, the no harm in trying, and they. Well, I'd, and then when I rang them, it was a custom again. It was a customer service line, a line around because that's literally how dumb my situation was. It's like a really, really simple problem that didn't have a simple solution, you know. Because I even went to the point where I was going, maybe I could go to like a metalwork person, just give them the case and as a template, and go, can you make me one of them? I mean, that's literally the the the, the extent that I'd reached. So you know, this is sort of two and a half weeks in. Of not having my laptop, which obviously, you know, as someone who's all of the work that I ever do is laptop related, that's obviously a big problem for me, and I wanted a quick solution. And obviously, you know, stuff like this was on my mind. So, um, the solution was as I went back to the repair shop that I was on, and they did tell me they'd try and repair the casing as it was, but there is a chance that they could ruin it completely. But I'm like, well, it's ruined anyway. And like, I mean, imagine having a £1,200 laptop that has a, you know, a £60 problem, but it's blocked by a bit of plastic. I mean, that 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 that, that, that was what I kept going through my mind going. That's just so typical. And the fact that, you know, four years ago, I bought an, a, a state-of-the-art laptop that was, that now is biting me in the bullet, even though it's still the best laptop around, you know, in term, well, laptop in terms of, you know, for the price I paid, um, is still, you know, better than anything, anything out there. So I was like, it's an annoying situation, as I'm sure you can understand. I was incredibly frustrated during this whole time. So, um, I basically took the bullet of either I gave give up and get a replacement laptop, which I don't have the money to do that because I've spent so much money on other things, which I'm not going into because it's boring. But um, um, I was like, well, yeah, you guys can try. Um, and just do what you need to do, and even if it means that I have it as a desktop computer as opposed to a mobile one, that's fine. Um, but I, I mean, even getting a desktop computer it would be, you know, even if I spent half what I spent on this, it still wouldn't replace it in terms of quality. So I'll just use it as a desktop computer, uh, which I do most of the time. And I'm just saying that the reason I got a laptop is so I can take it to conventions and everything else. So, um. That's what they ended up doing. It took them 10 days to basically, like, you know, sort of reconstruct my casing with little bits of random stuff that they had. And uh, they replaced the socket as well. And they gave me a really, really reasonable price because originally they were going to charge me, you know, quite a lot. Because it was essentially just manpower. It was them just sort of, you know, being handymen and um, sort of, you know, re- repairing the casing. Um, and it was I was basically paying for their time uh, more than anything. Um, so they worked on it for about 10 days and I got it back the la- uh, a few days ago. Um, so, so that took a good four and a half weeks, basically. Uh, let's say, let's say over a month. 
um, to because I tried to figure out a solution and getting a replacement casing, which meant that I wouldn't have to, you know, wouldn't be it would no longer be a potential short term problem. It would be it would be fixed completely. Now it means that I'm just leaving it as a desktop and just not moving it whatsoever. So I have like now a mobile setup, um, like a, a mobile hub, I should say, not a mobile setup, like a like a a, a work desk area in in me uh, in me in me flat, um, where the laptop is never going to move and it's plugged in now and it's charge it charges and um and in fairness, um, it fox I'm going to give a shout out to um who are based on the northeast. I think they have more than one shop, but they've got one in the town that I'm in. And the the guy who runs it, Lucas, and uh, um, I wish I'd remember the guy who did the repair job on who's uh, Sam, I think his name was. Um, really, really nice guy, and they, as I said, they came up with a price that was reasonable because I and then I think they knew that I was struggling for for you know because for the I just said work on it this amount of hours, and they were very nice. So they just said we'll finish the job, don't worry, just give us just give us this money and we'll do it. Um, so that was super nice of them. Um, and they did a fantastic job. You know, they basically put screwers. I can't close the lid because they've put a bunch of screwers to hook screws in to hold it together. And if you look at my computer from the right right side of it, it does look like it looks completely damaged, like because of the whole fan area is all broken. But luckily, the monitor, um, the monitor bit that screws the 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 that screws the the part in to put a second monitor in the, the where the the uh, the I don't know how to say it, like the cable basically where you plug the second monitor in. Uh, luckily that's working as well as my USB ports. So um, so essentially my laptop as it was before is exactly the same, just minus of I literally don't want to move it an inch for fear of it sort of falling apart. But they've done such a good job that I don't think that would happen. But I'm not basically going to just start moving it around my flat and taking it to places and so so if I'm ever going to do, con- it does mean that if I'm ever going to do long conventions, I'd have to figure out a, a way of um, sort of emailing, uh, sort of I guess emailing all my interviews from my phone, so I don't fill my phone up and have copies, because that's basically why I used to take my laptop to five day conventions, is that I would go back to my hotel, transfer all my files of what I've done onto my computer, and if I ever had a table. I would set up my laptop with my microphones and do the podcast live. Um, for those that listen to any conventions, you'll hear it for certain, especially the early ones I, have, I ever did. Um, so that's essentially the situation is that, um, uh, that's been just an ongoing problem and very, very frustrating, but I'm glad I had my laptop back and I'm basically just trying to get in the swing of things. As I mentioned, mentally sound, I actually go and go into detail about my frustration with this. Because I got a lot of flack for not uploading the mentally sound shows. Um, there's, I got very ranty on Friday because I just reached my end of my stress level. Um, so if you're interested in listening to that, it's more of an angry, funny rant. Um, is uh, once I upload that episode, which is going to be probably around the same time as this, because um, I'm planning on doing this, releasing this today as well as that episode I'm just mentioning. Uh, is it's it's just a funny thing about explaining that you know the discriminatory factor of that I've clearly went through a lot of mental health issues and not getting understanding from people around me, certain people around me, which is uh, quite disappointing considering I stuck around because of the delay um, because it was obviously very difficult. I did tweet about this a few few times to let people know, but obviously 
you know, not everyone follows me who listens to it, so um, so it was really difficult to do an update, as it were. Um, and I didn't have the ability to, and not having my my laptop, so I couldn't use my software, obviously. So that's essentially the situation. As I explained earlier, my funeral for my aunties in a few days' time. I did a podcast with Ricky that I'm going to release alongside this one. So basically, if you don't like this and you want to have a more funny talk about random stuff, go listen to me and Ricky's one, because um, I know this is obviously going to be a serious update. But um, I want to let people know. And the reason I wanted to do this instead of doing it on that podcast is because of that reason, is that I didn't want it to be like a, a depressed fest. So if people want to just listen to this a little bit and skip most of it, then I've got no problem with that at all. But if people want to know the context of why I've been um, not around for the last uh, few months or so, is that's essentially the reason um is that it's possibly the most difficult few months of my life so far in terms of just not not anything to do with me just external stuff um to just making sure my mom's okay and whatnot so um so that basically pretty much covers it i huge thank you to everyone if you've been patient if you um have been wondering or upset i apologize for the delay um that's just the situation and i should have done this upload earlier but like i say i didn't expect my laptop to be broken for as long as it was um so hopefully i will be back to a regular schedule like i say there's going to be a part one and part two of the hosted one with ricky that i've just done uh hannah who was on the last mentally sound i'm going to need to email because she expressed being on here and i asked her after the show um, and she was a really, really good guest for Mentally Sound. And I have to say, because Mentally Sound is on Spice FM, which is a radio station here in the northeast of England. And it's gone on leaps and bounds, that show. And the last two we've done in particular, the August show and the September show, has been really, really good. We've had some really good guests on. We get like three or four guests because it's a monthly show. We get like three or four guests on. Uh, the last one we did, we had some cancellations, unfortunately. So it was just mainly me and Ricky and a couple of pre-records. But um, if you want to learn more about mental health and um, and it's a little bit more energy energy like uh sort of momentum wise it's a little bit more like faster because um we do, it's an official radio show it has music and and ads and whatnot so um so it's a little bit more it's more of a radio show than a podcast essentially but um it's well worth a listen so if you type in mentally sound on itunes please do subscribe to that as well as this obviously and as I say, this podcast is not normally like this, but I wanted to do this update like I say so I, so that when you listen to Ricky's one um hopefully that if you listen to that um it won't be i I just didn't think it made sense to talk to ricky about it because i've talked to him privately about it so going over it again it it would have felt a bit forced so i'd rather prefer doing this now because i feel that this makes sense so people can either take it or leave this if they don't really care that i've why i've been gone or they don't want to hear most of it or a little bit of this or just a little bit of explanation then I thought it's there if people want it and I think that's the fairest way of doing it and also then it leads to with me and Ricky it could mean that we could I could sort of move on and that's really what it felt like that's why I really enjoyed doing the podcast with Ricky the other day it felt very um it felt very therapeutic um because we just talked about random stuff and beat all geeky again um so we talk about all sorts of random stuff on that so I hope you enjoy it um so that pretty much covers it um I'll obviously announce some guests as and when they happen I'm get back in the swing of booking some people um and uh, just thank you again for your patience and i'm doing okay once my auntie's funeral's out the way i think that'll start the healing process and um and i just hope that that's the end of it really um not their fault obviously there's just circumstances and but 
Um, I'm doing okay, all things considered, but it's just sort of making sure that I'm alright and not going 100% involved in this without being ready. Um, so, uh, one day at a time, as they say. Uh, but huge thank you for your patience, huge thank you for your support. Uh, obviously, please do let people know that we're back if um, if you're a regular listener. Um, and just thanks once again for taking the time to listen to me. Um, that I'm really quite honoured and humbled about that. And... Uh, that's it. I'll end the podcast like I always end in the words of the great B-movie robot Josh Crash and Burn. And we'll see you very soon for a regular edition of the Geek Podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Bye.